And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. Many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. At the end of the 2022 Lambeth Conference, which was, as we know, the gathering of all Anglican Episcopal bishops, almost 700 of them were there, most of them were there, the Archbishop of Canterbury said, the Church United is not merely a help to the world, it is the sign of salvation to the transformation of the world. The Church humbled and hospitable, generous and full of love, is not just a nice thing in society, it points to the kingdom of heaven. We tend to be very wary of missionaries, but Jesus himself sent his own. That includes us, to spread the gospel and change the world. And we heard that in the reading this morning, the first reading. It certainly was true of the monk Aidan. Drawn to God from his youth of Irish descent, he entered the community of Iona, which provided a harvest of monks who were called to bring the word to the, the word of God to the pagan world. In the town I lived in Würzburg, the martyr Killian was sent from Iona. Something was happening there in Iona for sure. The history of Christianity in England is complex. Now you see it, now you don't. Patrick brought it to Ireland from Rome, the legions left some of it behind, the pagans, mostly Anglo-Saxon, who worshiped the same pantheon as the German tribes and the Scandinavians, that's the Viking dudes, remember, periodically prevailed. Pope St. Gregory the Great sent my patron, Augustine of Canterbury, to convert the pagans in Kent, a kingdom in the south of England. And we heard that there was even a mission from one of, uh, from Canterbury uh, to Northumbria. That one didn't work out so well. Aidan was called by the devout King Oswald to Christianize Northumbria. That's in the north of England. All of this in the late 6th, early 7th to mid-7th centuries. Of course, the Vikings took it all back, but that didn't last long. Christ's Holy Church was in England to stay. What little we know about Aiden, we get from it who else? The Venerable Bede. If he hadn't written that history, I don't think we'd know anything about the early, early uh, church in England, certainly. Bede said that Aidan was gentle and good, he preached to kings and nobles, and he walked among the poor, and we heard refusing to ride a horse or a mule, to be with the marginalized and the disenfranchised, bringing hope and whatever was needed 
from his own monastic stores. In Aden's time, it was a given that Christ was the gift of salvation, forgiveness, eternity, to all who followed him. But it was not all peace and mercy in a world where inter-kingdom wars were frequent and inevitable. The common spoil of war was enslaving the women and children of the con conquered neighbor. Aiden was known for raising funds to buy freedom of such people. Aiden preached prayer, not violence. He died of exhaustion, leaning against a wall during one such war with a rival pagan king. One must imagine far less potential for corruption in those early churches at the margins of the world. There was far less to go around. Certainly not the wealth of Rome or Constantinople, but the church brought riches of its own. Education, a future for young men, convents for young women, places where people could find a vocation when they were called to God. Codes of law were influenced by the church and reflect the mercy of the Gospels and a faith which calls for the protection of those widows and orphans we read about constantly in Scripture and the blind and the lame and the poor. While modern reconstruction of Celtic Christianity stresses the wide gap between the Celtic Church of Aden and the Roman Church of Augustine, there doesn't seem to have been that nature of one. Yeah, there were some theological squabbles and ritual squabbles. I mean, what do theologians do all day? Oh. But through the spirit of the missionary efforts of, of Bishop St. Edmund Lindisfarne, Archbishop St. Augustine of Canterbury, and others, England was baptized, received the sacraments, taught the word of God, and England was Christianized. Well, what does that mean? A gain of power, of land, of wealth. And what of all those indigenous cultures and native folk traditions, or whatever there was in the constant ebb and flow of marginal of migration patterns since the Stone Age. People moved back and forth a lot. And they brought their cultures with them. Talk to an archaeologist and say, oh, you know, that piece of pottery belongs to there. That they, they brought their stuff with them and they brought their religions with them. Would today a heathen movement arise with street protests, demands for repatriation, and even acts of violence against those evil Christians? In fact, throughout Western and Eastern Europe, North and South America, the Pacific Islands, and throughout the Christianized world, various pagan and native religions have arisen. Unfortunately, many of them are dependent on cobbled together scraps of myth and wishful thinking. But that is their right. 
how does what Archbishop Wogan preached fit into this? If we believe, truly believe, that Jesus Christ was God incarnate, and he suffered a shameful and horrible public execution in order to defeat death and sin and bestow forgiveness and eternity on us all, that he is the key to salvation of the whole world. And that makes the missionary vocation not an evil, but a necessary good. Missionary service was not all about putting Pacific Islanders into lulus to hide their bodies. And it certainly was not about forced conversion. Perhaps a better image is the fictionalized service and goodness of those midwife nuns in Lornata's house, uncalled midwife, and the sisters of Lornata's were based on the Sisters of St. John the Divine in Whitechapel, where the author of those books that the, the series is based on worked as a midwife. So there's truth in that. They went up into the worst parts of London, and they helped people, and they shone forth the light of Christ. What being a real missionary was about was founding schools, tutoring, hospitals, nursing, and banishing superstition and taboo. I was told by a priest that had done missionary work that after the boys in his school were baptized, they weren't afraid to walk through the rainforest for fear of spirits that lived there. They had a bigger spirit that was taking care of them, whole flocks of angels. They still had to watch out for the things in the, in the woods, but they knew about that. But they weren't terrified anymore. They were made free. Missionaries offer the love of God and Christ to all souls. Opening a door of peace and God's promise of salvation. It's a vocation of grace. Walking into the unknown, often unfriendly world to do God's work. Are we not all called to be missionaries? Disciples in our daily life, our ministry, witnesses to the gospel. Aiden and his royal patron Oswald give us much to consider when we are quick to condemn all forms of mission. According to scripture, it is our bounden duty, provided we heed the will of God through prayer and discernment, and follow the commandment of love of Christ to love one another without fear or favor. We always have to come back to the venerable deed. He said this of Aiden. He cultivated peace and love, purity and humility. He was above anger and greed and despised pride and conceit. He set himself to keep and teach 
the laws of God. And he was diligent in study and in prayer. I greatly admire these things about Aiden. And so do I, and so should we all. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.